Shalom, and thank you for listening to sermons from Tikvot Israel, a Messianic synagogue in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. Listening to the podcast is great, but we would love to meet you in person. All are welcome, and that includes you. So if you want the full experience, please join us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for our worship service at the corner of Arthur Ashe Boulevard and Grove in the historic synagogue across from the Art Museum. Can't make it in person? No problem. We are also live streaming on YouTube. Contact our administrator at tikvotdirector at gmail.com for the link during the week, or contact us on our website, tikvotisrael.com. There, you can also support the ministry, learn more about Messianic Judaism, and find helpful resources. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. I want to welcome Pastor Lee Mitchell to the Bima. Yeah. <laughs> he is one of the pastors at New Life Church, which is in Verina. Pastor Lee and I have been getting together, getting coffee, encouraging one another for quite a while. And I consider him a really good friend and a good brother. I'm so excited for him to share with us this morning. We have partnered with their church on a, quite a few things. We had our Lagba Omer bonfire and a little uh, get-together and prayer at their church. They hosted us, and then their church was very integral. Their worship team came and helped us to celebrate Sukkot, the festival, a few weeks ago. So we're partnering together, and I just want to say that this is very important, that we recognize that we are part of the church with a big C. We are not a church, we're a synagogue, but <laughs> we're a part of the body of Messiah. And I think it's important for us to remember that and to continue to partner with the body of the Messiah in Richmond for God's kingdom. Because we got some good things going on here, but we don't have everything. We don't know everything there is to know. And we can learn from each other. We got some good Hebrew. We got some good Torah. We've got some good things that are going on. But other churches are doing other things very well. And it, it would be good for us to be echad, one with them. And uh, of Yeshua, in John 17, right before he goes to the tree and dies for all of our sins, is that he says that we would be one as he is one with the Father, that we would be a chad. And he was talking to Messianic Jews, and he said those that would hear the message later on, which were mostly Gentiles because of our friend Paul. So, so that unity in the body of Messiah is very important to the heart of the Lord, and that's something that the Lord has put on my heart, and that is one reason why I've been getting together with Lee, and that's one reason why he's here today. <laughs> I can say a little bit more about him, if that's all right. So Lee and his wife Erica are the proud parents of Madeline and Amelia. They have a black golden doodle named Jack and a cat named Gray, and a new puppy. Wow, sounds like things are busy in your house. <laughs> Lee works full-time in banking, while Erica, his wife, is a nurse practitioner at VCU Health Systems, working with children. They met through Needle's Eye Ministry here in Richmond, where Lee still serves on the board of directors. Lee also attended the Richmond Christian Leadership Institute in 2018. They have a huge heart for the metro Richmond area. They are excited to see what God is doing in our community. Let's have another warm Tikvot Israel welcome to Pastor Lee. If you can, put that picture back up for a second that you guys had of me and my family. Can you put that back up? You know, 
my wife and I, we're very fortunate. We have a four-year-old baby girl. Her name is Madeline. And the little one there, she's 16 months now. Her name is Amelia. We call her Millie. And when you become a father of children, it is an absolutely amazing thing. What I mean by that is one of my favorite things in the whole world, and I wouldn't give up this for a billion dollars, is every night when I put Madeline to bed, my four-year-old looks up at me and she tells me, she said, Daddy, I love you. And I just believe this morning, you know, we talk about being sons and daughters. I just want you all real quickly while you're in your pews, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to tell your father in your own voice that you love him and tell him something out loud that you're thankful for today that he's done for you. Let us always do that with him. He loves to hear his children tell him how much that we love him and the things that we're thankful for. When David and I were talking a few months ago about the opportunity for me to come and speak to you all at TickBot, this is my first time not preaching at my own home church, visiting some other synagogue or other place of worship and giving the message. And so I tell you that to say I don't take this lightly. When I was spending time this week before the Lord, I wanted to make sure that the message that I brought here today for you all from him was specifically for TickBot. I wasn't gonna bring you a sermon that I've already preached. I wasn't gonna bring you a feel-good message. I was gonna bring you what I believed the heart of the Father was for you all. And so I spent time with him this week and I said, Lord, tell me specifically what you want to say to the community at TickBot. And I'll tell you right now, and I hope I do him justice, but he has an awesome word for you all this morning, specifically for you all, the community here at TickBot. So you might be asking yourself, what's the message today? And I wanna have him throw it up there real quick. God is looking for something. God is looking for something. And you might say, Lee, no, no, I know he's looking for something. He's, you know, and I'm not talking about in the past tense. I'm not talking about thousands of years ago. I'm not talking about three months ago. I'm saying God is looking for something right now in this moment. And you might say, well, how do you know he's looking for something? Well, the word tells us. Let's look at the first scripture this morning. It says in Genesis chapter one, verses one through three, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void and darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was moving over the surface. I want you to pay attention to that right there. The spirit of God was moving over the surface of the earth. The spirit of God, even today, is moving and looking for something. It says, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. See, the spirit of God interacts with the word of God. The minute that God said, let there be light, the spirit was able to partner with the word and there was light. God is looking for something. One of the things that we see he's looking for is his word. This is the most important thing for all of us, the word of God. If you don't have a paper Bible that you have on your person, you're missing out. This is something that we have to live in 
It's something we have to spend time in daily, not just once a week, not just once a month. It can't be something that grows dust on our coffee table or our shelf. It has to be something that we are in daily because God uses his word. You might say, okay, well, he was moving back in Genesis. Let's jump ahead to 2 Chronicles. And we see in 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verses eight and nine, it says, yet because... This is the Lord talking to someone. He says, because you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hand. For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. So here we see not only that the spirit of the Lord is moving, but that the Lord himself with his very eyes is looking to and fro amongst the earth for something. That's what the word of God says. Now, when you look at the Hebrew word for to and fro, it's not something that God takes lightly. It's not that he's just kind of looking around like this. It is an intense look that God from heaven is literally scanning the earth, looking amongst his people, looking amongst his children for something. What is he looking for? What is he looking for? We read this story in the Gospels in Matthew. I was praying this week. I told you all about the word and there was a moment in my workplace. We have a Bible study on Wednesdays. Me and some brothers get together in my office at the bank. See, I can bring God into my place of work. He's not just the God of my Saturday or the God of my Sunday. He's the God of my Monday, my Tuesday, my Wednesday, my Thursday, my Friday. I can take him with me wherever I go. And when we were in our Bible study on, on Wednesday at work, the Holy Spirit spoke through a brother to another brother for me to bring this message to you all. And this is what my brother was talking about. But I knew when he said it that the Holy Spirit was speaking to me for the word that he wanted for you all here. It says that Jesus went away from there and withdrew into the district of Tyre and Sidon. And a Canaanite woman from that region came out and began to cry out saying, have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is cruelly demon possessed. But he did not answer her a word. His disciples came and implored him saying, send her away because she keeps shouting at us. We saw that over and over. The disciples would try to push the children away from Jesus. They would try to push people who had issues away from Jesus, constantly trying to separate people from Jesus. Let's jump ahead to verse 24. It says, but he answered and said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and began to bow down before him saying, Lord, help me. It's one of the most powerful prayers you can pray is Lord, help me. You don't even need to tell him what you need help with. Just say, Lord, help me. It's a powerful prayer. And he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Verse 27. But she said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs feed on the crumbs which fall from their master's table. And then Jesus said to her, oh woman, your faith is great. It shall be done for you 
as you wish. And her daughter was healed at once. Tikvah, what is God looking for? Great faith. God is looking for great faith. We read those verses and we hear him say that, Jesus saying that to that Canaanite woman. And what we don't realize is there's only two times in all of scripture in the New Testament when Jesus was there with the disciples where he used those very words, great faith. The first time he said it to this woman right here, he said it to her face to face. He said, you have great faith. The second time was to the Roman centurion who came to him and asked for a healing. But that Roman centurion, when he left, Jesus turned to the crowd and told the crowd that he had great faith. This woman was the only person that Jesus looked at and told her face to face that she had great faith. And that is what he's looking for today in his people. He's looking for great faith. We have so much going on in the world right now. We have so many things that can distract us, that can deceive us, that can give us anxiety and fear and worry and cause us to be a people that cower, that step back, that retreat. But God is looking for people who have great faith in this time right now. And he told the woman, he said, I can't give the bread for the children to the dogs. Tikvah, I'm here to tell you that he was your God before he was my God. No, 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 you don't hear what I said. See, he's only been my God for 2,000 years. He was your God thousands of years before he ever was my God. The Jewish people, he was your God first. And for the Jewish people, Unlike us Gentiles, he parted a sea in your midst. He parted a river in your midst. He took walls for a city and he broke them down in your midst. He took a man who was in the presence of lions and he shut their mouths for you, his chosen people. He took three men who were in the midst of a furnace and made sure that no fire, no ash touched a part of their garment for you, his people. For you, for his Jewish children. He was your God before he was my God. And you all, as the only messianic group of believers in the city of Richmond, God is looking for this place to have great faith. He's looking to move in your body in a powerful way in this city because you all play a very unique part that we as Gentiles can't play. You as believers who are Jewish have an opportunity to be a light to the Jewish people in Richmond and you have an opportunity to call up the Gentiles, the believers in Jesus who are not Jews, back to their Jewish Messiah to appreciate not only the new covenant but the old covenant. You play a unique place, a unique opportunity here in Richmond for God. And even as God is doing things right now in Israel, and many of us have our eyes on Israel and we want to pray for Israel, God is saying, I also want to do something here in Richmond. And I place Tikvot Israel on the boulevard in the heart of the city to do something here in Richmond. I care for Richmond too. 
He's looking for great faith. But in order to have great faith, we gotta be in his word. You gotta be in his word. You can't have great faith without being in the word of God because the word of God with the Holy Spirit starts to well up that faith inside of you. It starts to build that faith. It's like a muscle. But if I'm not in that word every day, I can't exercise great faith. Here's the beautiful thing. The word of God says where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. In the midst of the world that we live in right now, where there is such darkness going on, where sin literally is coming out of the pit of hell and covering the whole face of the earth, everywhere we look, there's violence, there's all kinds of issues. Even in the midst of that, God said, my grace is abounding even more than the darkness. So we live in a very unique time because God's grace is abounding so much greater, but yet that grace is looking for some faith to interact with. God said, if I could take that faith that you got and you could get a hold of the grace that I'm sending out, we could see breakthroughs like never before. When our faith starts to work with that grace, we see breakthroughs in our marriage. When that faith starts to work with that grace, we start to see something move in our finances. When that faith starts to work with that grace, we start to see the doctor's report get turned around. When faith Great faith interacts with grace that's been given by God. We see miracles. And God is saying to his people right now more than ever, I am looking for great faith. And you might say, Lee, but it's hard right now. There's so much going on. There's, there, you just don't understand all of the issues and all of the things that are going on in society. And see, the problem is we put too much of our attention on the television and our phones, and we need to get back into the word of God and put our attention on the word of God because I will not be moved by what's on CNN. I will not be moved by what's on Fox News. I will not be moved by the politics. I will not be moved by the commentators. I'm gonna be moved only by Jesus Christ himself when he tells me to do something in the Holy Spirit, but I got to be in the word. I got to be in the word. Church, you have got to be in the word now more than ever. This is not a time to play. This is a serious time. It is a very intentional time right now, and God needs us, his people, his remnant, to not be cowered back, to not be afraid, but to press forward, to move into the drama, to move into the challenges, to move into the brokenness and have great faith. There's many congregations of people around here who know the Lord, who have retreated from the culture. They've given up their ground. And they've said, no, I don't wanna, I don't wanna go into the midst of broken people and try to deal with that. We just wanna have our little holy huddle in our building and we wanna just do our little thing and God is looking for people to get on the front lines. Here's the beautiful thing for you all at TikVite. I want to share one more scripture with you. You might say, Lee, I hear you. I need to have great faith, but great faith takes a lot. It takes a big sacrifice. You're absolutely right. Zechariah chapter eight, I believe God wanted to say this to you all this morning. It says, then the word of the Lord of hosts came saying thus to the Lord of hosts, I am exceedingly jealous for Zion. That word zealous means 
intensely red. That's the Hebrew meaning, meaning deep emotion. God is jealous for his people right now. God wants our attention more than anything else right now. He is looking for his people to turn their eyes and their faces back to him. And he says, thus says the Lord, I will return to Zion and I will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Then Jerusalem will be called the city of truth and the mountain of the Lord of hosts will be called the holy mountain. Verse four, he says, thus says the Lord of hosts. Now this was being said in the midst of time when Jerusalem was in utter shambles. Jerusalem was not a city that people wanted to go to and be a part of because it was a city that was in great chaos and great turmoil. And even today we see that, but it says, this is what God said. He said, old men and old women will again sit in the streets of Jerusalem, each man with his staff in his hand because of age. And the streets of the city will be filled with boys and girls playing in its streets. Thus says the Lord of hosts, if it is too difficult in the sight of the remnant of this people, will it also be too difficult for me? God's saying it might be too difficult for people, but it's not too difficult for me. And church, we have to believe that, that with God, all things are possible. Great faith. He says, declares the Lord of hosts, if it's too difficult in your eyes, it's not too difficult in mine. Verse seven, he says, thus says the Lord of hosts, behold, I am going to save my people from the land of the east and from the land of the west, and I will bring them back and they will live in the midst of Jerusalem and they shall be my people. I heard you all sing so many different psalms or different things this morning. I'm not great with all the Hebrew words, but, and you were saying, we're his people, he's our God. Verse nine. Thus says the Lord of hosts, let your hands be strong. You who are listening in these days, God's looking for strong people with great faith right now. Those who spoke in the day that the foundation of the house of the Lord of hosts was laid to the end that the temple might be built. For before those days, there was no wage for man or any wage for animal. And for him who went out and came in, there was no peace because of his enemies. And I set all men against one another. He goes on in Zechariah, verse 11. It says, but now I will not treat the remnant of this people as I have in the former days. I'm not gonna treat the remnant the way I've treated the former days. For there will be peace for the seed. The vine will yield its fruit. The land will yield its produce and the heavens will give their due. And I will cause the remnant of this people to inherit all these things. It will come about that just as you were a curse among the nations, O house of Judah and house of Israel, so I will save you that you may become a blessing. God says, do not fear, let your hand be strong. Listen, I come from a church where that should be a hallelujah or amen right there. Do you understand what I just said? He said, I will come about that you will be a blessing. God is saying you will become a blessing to the Jewish community in Richmond. You will become a blessing to the believers, the Gentiles in Richmond. Do not fear. Let your hands be strong. He's saying, Tikvot, don't be afraid. I've got something for you. I got a purpose and a mission and I need you to have great faith and trust me. Verse 14, let's keep reading. He says, for thus says the Lord of hosts, just as I purpose to do harm to you when your fathers provoked me to wrath, I have not relented so again in these days I will do good to Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. Do not fear. These are the things which you should do. 
speak truth to one another. Judge with truth and judgment for peace is in your gates. Let none of you devise evil in your heart against another. And do not love perjury, lies. For all these are what I hate, declares the Lord. Verse 18. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, thus says the Lord of hosts. Now check this out. They used to fast at different times for the fall of Jerusalem, for the mistakes that Jerusalem had made in the past. And this is what God is saying. He said, I'm taking the fast of the fourth month, the fast of the fifth month, the fast of the seventh month, and the fast of the tenth month, and they will become joy, gladness, and cheerful feast to the house of Judah. So love, truth, and peace. He's saying, I will take the things that you used to relent over, and I will turn them into joy and peace for you. He said, your fast shall become feast. Verse 20, thus says the Lord of hosts, it will be yet that peoples will come. The inhabitants of many cities, the inhabitants of one will go to another saying, let us go at once to entreat the favor of the Lord and to seek the Lord of hosts. I will also go. So many peoples and mighty nations will come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and to entreat the favor of the Lord. Jump ahead to the last verse. Thus says the Lord of hosts, in those days, 10 men from all the nations will grab the garment of a who? Of a Jew, saying, let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Tikvot, I'm here to tell you today, the reason you can have strong faith is because of this. Go put that last takeaway, because God is with you. You hear what I said? God is with you, Tikvot. You can have great faith because God is with you, Tikvot. Do you hear what I'm saying? God said, I'm with you, Tikvot. You got an amazing rabbi in David, and it says if 10 men would just get a hold of it, if 10 men in this congregation would just stand with this man right here and would step out in great faith in this congregation and have some great faith, God will move in this city through this synagogue in a way you have never seen before. God has given this man vision. God has given this man a mission for you all. But you got to get an agreement with him. Tikvot just won for 30 years ago when you first started. I remember when Jamie started the synagogue here and everybody said, oh, Tikvot's gonna have this big impact in the city and then there were some transitions. But God said, I'm not done with you yet, Tikvot. You're strategically located in the heart of the city on one of the main boulevards in the city for a reason. You have a unique purpose there's no other Messianic synagogue in the city. There's a lot of churches, but not a Messianic synagogue. And a Messianic synagogue that has Gentiles worshiping with them. That's the heart of God, that the two would be grafted into one, and you have that. You are unique in the body of Christ. But I'm telling you right now, this is not, listen to me, listen to me. I came to tell you this, this is not a time for you all to retreat. This is not a time to back down. This is not a time to say, well, you know, Rabbi David, I don't know if we're going to have the funds for that. I don't know if that makes sense, Rabbi David. I don't think we can do that, Rabbi David. I don't know if this is going to happen, Rabbi David. This is the time to say, David, I'm with you. If God said it to you, I'm getting behind you and trusting and believing. If God said he's going to move in this way, I'm going to move with you. It's time for the body at this place to come together in unity as one and say, whatever you want, God, I'm with you. Wherever you go, God, I'm going. If you tell me to go to the left, I'm going to the left. If you say go to the right, I'm going to the right. If you say don't move, I'm not moving. But God is with you, Tikvot.
with you, each and every one of you, and you, that should be the most amazing thing to settle your heart. That God is with you. I don't care how many enemies you have. I don't care how many people want to tear this place down. God is with you. And God is looking for believers that have great faith. I believe God wants to fill these pews in this place. I believe God wants to have those doors blown off the front of this place. I believe God wants so many Jewish men and women to come in here and finally know that Jesus is their true Messiah. I believe the Gentiles want to put you guys up on their shoulders and champion you through this city. I believe churches want to come and partner with you because they want the nations to know. They want Richmond to know that our God is with us. It says nations will come to seek the Lord of hosts and to entreat the favor. They're going to see something different on this place. They're going to see something different on your lives. They're going to see a different type of faith in this place. Men from all nations. I just got to get to that guy right there. I got to get to David. I got to get to that brother. God is with those people. I got to get over there and worship with them. God is with them. I got to get over here. God is with them. I got to get attached to this brother. God is with him. I got to get with these sisters. God is with them. I got to get with her. God is with that congregation over there on the boulevard. I got to take time. I got to make sure I clear out my schedule to get over here because God is with them. Man, I got to get a hold of Andrew because God is with him. God is with you, Tikvot. That should be an amen. God is with you, Tikvot. God was with you in 1990 and God's with you in 2023. God will be with you in 2024. But he's looking for people with great faith. He's looking. Will he find it? Will he find it here at Tikvot? Will he find great faith? I don't hear no, no. Will he find it here? Will he find great faith in this congregation? Follow this man. God has given you an amazing rabbi. He's got a heart for the Lord, but he's also got a heart for you. Trust him and follow him. And you will see God do amazing things here in this synagogue. Praise God, hallelujah. If you'll bow your heads real quickly, I'm going to pray for you. Father God, we just come to you this morning and we bless you. Lord, we bless you because you are, the, you are the only God. There is no other God before you. God, we bless you because you're the best daddy in the whole world. You're the giver of all good gifts. There is no lack in your kingdom, God, and we thank you because you are a good father. Father, I thank you that you weren't just with Tikvot in 1990 when Jamie started this Messianic congregation, but you are now with Rabbi David in 2023 and beyond. God, you are with this people here at Tikvot Israel. God, I call in an increase right now to this house. I call it from the north, I call it from the south. I call it from the east, and I call it from the west. Every resource that this place needs, God, I thank you in advance that you're gonna give it to them. God, every person that they need to help drive out ministry in this place, I thank you that they already have them. God, I thank you for vision, I thank you for direction, I thank you for wisdom in this place, God. I thank you that you are going to call many Jewish men and women to faith because of Tikvot Israel here in Richmond, God. I thank you for all the pastors that are gonna partner with Rabbi David 
in this city, God. And Lord, I pray that you would well up a great faith in these people, a faith so bold, a faith so powerful that would interact with your grace and transform this city for your glory, God. We want to see your glory over Richmond, Virginia, God, like we've never seen it before, God. And we give you all the honor, all the praise. We don't hold any of it for ourselves, God, and all the glory in Jesus' precious name. And all God's people said... Amen. Amen.